Oh, he's creeping while you're sleeping. Because <laughs> the spirit is so smart. He looks like a dumb guy. He looks retarded. Like a drunkard and a glutton. But the spirit is really, really smart. So much smarter than our brains and our knowledge of what we think we know. He doesn't mind making fun of us. The spirit of Elijah in Elijah's cave is here. It's perfect glory, perfect refinement upon everything you think you know. All your Christian information that has done nothing for you. And that's why you have so much secret sin. Eh, hallelujah. No one's perfect. They come up with excuses. They go after money. And they go after lust. They go after everything except going higher in the spirit of holiness, which is the only thing that can save your souls. The resurrection from the dead. There's nothing the Holy Ghost wants to do here except raise you up and seat you in higher places mentally, in your mind, in the elevation of your mind. Yeah, I know you're awesome in your spirit. We hear that from every person every day, how perfect their spirit is. And then I watch them jerk off to pornography. I watch them sleep around and have boyfriend and girlfriend after boyfriend and girlfriend and drugs and alcohol. They go back into religion and become twice the sons of hell as the Pharisees. Seen it hundreds of thousands of times. The issue is you got to get to a place where nothing in this world satisfies and you're literally just fortified in the Holy Spirit and nothing else. It's called being a temple of the Holy Spirit and nothing else. No other idols, no other fathers, no other mothers, no other gods, just the Holy Spirit in you, an army of one inside those bodies. And then you have peace with God. And then you can actually help your family for the first time because you won't be a Pharisee and you'll have no secret sin, there'll be no hypocrisy. They'll look at you and they'll see you so perfect and so clean that they better listen to you because we know how rebellious you've been. That's how my testimony is with my family. My family listens to me now. They're scared. My brothers are scared. They won't even spend that much time with me because they know I'm so real in the Holy Ghost. They'll change. And they're not, they're not ready to change and give up alcohol, not really ready to change and give up sexual morality. So they don't want to spend that much time with me because I will completely consume them like an all-consuming fire. It's true. I love it. The fear of God is before their eyes. You know, at least they know what they want this season and they're not like the religious hypocrites that attack the Holy Spirit, that attack God the Father, that attack all these realms of the unknown glory of God because they're know-it-alls in their own brains, but God is not a brain. God the Father doesn't even have a brain. God the Father is a spirit. John 4, 24, God is spirit, and those that worship Him have to worship Him in spirit and truth. God is the bright morning star. He's the maker of angels, and angels are a lot smarter than animals. So why do we trust in our brains? Because we're stupid. We're really dumb, that's why. Me too. I love myself in with everyone as a sinner to save by grace, and now it's raised from the dead. We've been very foolish in religion, We've been very foolish in rebellion, but I tell you the truth, religion is twice as evil as rebellion. Religion caps people's minds thinking that's all God is, and so they all go into secret sin. That's done intentionally by Satan and his angels, so that you can never have any pleasure, any ecstasy, any rapture, any joy. Joy, the Lord, my strength. 
You don't even hear about that. People whacked out on joy, whacked out on glory, whacked out on the new wine so that they don't ever need to sin again because sin is an inferior pleasure. Sin is an inferior pleasure to the Holy Ghost joy and the Holy Ghost pleasure. The Garden of Eden, Eden is the, the Hebrew word for pleasure, delight and pleasure. And his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Amen? I mean, he's not hiding anything from you. Satan is hiding everything from you. Satan did this in the whole world so that the Christians would be like slaves. Literally. Satan and his angels made the Christians like slaves in religion, in every building made by human hands. They're like the workers of Babylon the Great, the good Christians, because they have morals. You know, they're not out there doing terrible stuff, but they're capped by the top of their church steeples, and they're just faithful to pay their taxes. They're faithful to work their eight-to-fives. They don't really sin that much against their neighbors. They're like the slave race, like the Israelites in captivity to the Egyptians, the masters. That's how it is with the rich sorcerers in the USA upon all the Christians. The rich elite sorcerers use the Christians in America as slaves for hundreds and hundreds of years. I tell you the truth, I know because they come out of so much sorcery. <laughs> There's nothing about sorcery that I don't know. I teach the sorcerers. You get to a place in Father God, you can actually help the sorcerers of Babylon the Great, the rich of Babylon the Great. And you can pastor their souls, even though they have all the contracts with the dead, and Satan and his angels, and the angels of Egypt, and the angels of Sodom, and all the angels of the white and black magic of Freemasonry, and all first world nations. You can actually teach them that there's a higher order above the second heaven stars of Satan's dragon's tail that swept one-third of the stars that are in chaos and confusion and all that light that fell from heaven that is just all sin in your skulls today, sin and death. There's a higher order. It's called the order of Melchizedek. It's third heaven above the stars. That's the order I bring to the entire universe today and forevermore. Not just me. Everyone who's with me in the kingdom of heaven in heavenly Jerusalem, in the Lamb's Book of Life. Those who honor God not just in their hearts with fire insurance, but those who've been transfigured by the renewing of their mind and have the mind of Christ. It is written, I will give them a white stone with a new name on it, and he is the chief and cornerstone, the most important part of all the building of civilization. How many of y'all know that the stone is your skull, your head, this rock. And this rock can change from a dead stone to a living stone. The apostles build with stones just like the sorcerers, but the sorcerers keep your skulls and your crossbones dry. Ezekiel 37, can these dry bones live? They're so dry. Who made them dry? Satan and his angels. He doesn't want you to have any living water. He doesn't want you to have any refreshment. He wants you to be slaves to sin forever, slaves to religion, white magic, slaves to rebellion, black magic, and the demons just control and ruin all your lives like puppets for Satan and his angels your entire existence on planet Earth. But then Ezekiel's there and he's like, ah, we're done with that. We're done with that. High priest. 
the high priest of glory. We're done with that. We're going to not just have these dry bones live, we're going to flood these bones, we're going to flood these skulls, remove the sorcery, remove the religion, remove the rebellion, and right through your bones, Jeremiah chapter 5 says, the fire of God will burn through your bones. And the fire of God will remove death from your skulls and in the marrow of your bones. That's where the curse of the fall lies, in the bones, in the skulls. The curse of the fall is the last curse to be swallowed up. Death, where is your sting? Behold, death is swallowed up in victory. Amen. By Inri, Jesus the Nazarene, King of the Jews. That's what Pontius Pilate nailed above his head. They thought they were making fun of him, you know. And they're gambling over a $100,000 Gucci outfit, you know, right in front of them. You know, spitting on them and trying to give them some cheap wine, you know as they're gambling for his seamless garment, which was worth $100,000 in today's value. <laughs> He's the king of the Jews. And they thought they were just mocking him, putting that injury. But when he died, all sins were forgiven. you got to understand this. He did it on purpose. And the Father is smarter than Satan and his angels who tried to make a mockery out of the Messiah. Right at that point, when he died on the cross, it says that the temple... And, the, and that, that uh, sheet that's there that was like eight inches thick, the curtain to the temple was torn in half, which means now the glory is accessible to everyone who believes in Inri, the king of the Jews, Jesus the Nazarene. Instead of just these mystics like Ezekiel and these you know, predestined, foreordained prophets and kings and judges like you see in the Old Testament that are so far and few between, it's like hopeless, you know, you got 100,000 workers of iniquity and you got one prophet in the whole nation and it's like generation upon generation in the Old Testament, it's like that. You got like three righteous men in the whole world, you know, it's like those days are over. The curtain is torn in half, the Messiah is crucified to death, now everyone through his skull and bones has access to the Father by the spirit of adoption we cry, Abba, Father. So it's not just, you know, the freaks, the Ezekiels and the Jeremiahs and the Daniels and the Apostle Pauls. It's en masse, go wild, royal priesthood, holy nation, consume your cities, consume your nations, overcome and escape the cap of religion on your heads. You have the fullness of deity in bodily form, every single one of you, the temples of the Holy Spirit. Old covenant building system torn in half at his death. It's true. Herod's temple was crushed in half and then they melted it and destroyed it in 70 AD when Titus of Rome sacked Jerusalem. They melted it down and took all the gold out of it so that even the temple, which is the old covenant, was melted down and erased from the face of the earth. Jesus Christ did that because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit now. That's how passionate Jesus Christ is about His perfect new covenant and your bodies as His temples. Your heart is the holy place. Your soul is the inner court and your body is the outer court. You are now the sons of God. You are now the temples of the Holy Spirit. All it takes is faith in the most spiritual man who has ever walked the earth, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He is the most spiritual man who has ever walked the earth, the King of Righteousness. 
King of righteousness means the most spiritual person of all creation. That's what that term literally means. Righteousness is God the Father's spirituality. And if you're a king of righteousness, you're the maximum amount of spirituality that exists in heaven and earth. That's Jesus Christ. You ask that man into your heart. Don't be capped by these Pharisees. Don't go into that secret sin, counterfeit pleasure. You have all of heaven and the kingdom and the rivers of pleasure in your hearts the moment you first believed. Then Satan and his angels come around with a bunch of lying demons with human faces on and try to tempt you into some rubbish. Get you religious, get you rebellious, anything to stop you from manifesting Christ in you, the hope of all glorious things. Anything to get you bewitched and God outside-minded. And then you forget the source of the John 7:38 rivers. Out of your heart they flow when you believe. Not out there. It's not in dead cold space. You know, it's not alien Jesus. You know, this is Christ, the King of glory, the King of the Jews, with transfigured bones, with transfigured flesh and blood, called the table of the Lord. He's transfigured. Acts chapter 1, he flew up into the cloud. Revelation 14, 14, he's sitting on that same cloud right now, hoping that you'll drink that cloud, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of glory, and rise and be with him in heavenly places with all your minds transfigured. He's wearing a gold crown. That's the authority of the Father. He holds a sharp sickle. That's the great harvest of everyone coming out of the witchcraft of religion in the USA. This season, that's all we war for, is everyone to come out of the bewitchment of the God outside-minded, like old covenant bewitchment, still serving in church steeples, capped with a fallen angel on every one of your churches, never overcoming just never transfiguring, just always wandering around the earth like animals. Can't go up, just going sideways. God only requires you to go up and never sideways. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. That means that your body is pretty much stationary. It don't even matter where your body goes. Everywhere you go, as long as your heart and mind are in Zion, your body will be pouring out rivers of glory through all flesh and blood. I've been in continuous revival for 19 years. doesn't matter where my body goes. It's the same in Mexico. It's the same in every state in the Union. It's the same in Canada. It's the same in the Caribbean. Everywhere in North America that I go, it makes no difference because our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. When your heart and mind are transfigured on the inside, they'll always judge a book by a cover because they're carnal Christians and bewitched. But later on, they'll understand that you have a river of glory in you. And it's not about the flesh and blood. It's about the heart and mind. The grace of the Lord Jesus be magnified in your hearts and minds. How many times did the Apostle Paul say that? About 20 times in the New Testament. The grace of the Lord Jesus, the working of the Holy Spirit, which is grace, be with your hearts magnified and with your minds magnified so that you can wake up from the witchcraft that's confusing you just to be animals down here settling for the angel of Baden and the throne of Satan on your skulls. I can't do that. That's the whole point. You can't do it. Grace does it. Grace is the working of the Holy Spirit that does the new covenant inside your bodies. No one can say, I did it. No, grace did it. Christ did it when he died on the cross and he got himself into you. All you do is grow in grace faith and glory and go from glory to glory by ever increasing grace in your hearts and minds forever. That's the new covenant and the end of the matter.
Be blessed in the revival that never ends. Amen.